Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 299. And away we go. to go live, take a shot. And welcome to episode 299, a very special episode of A Shot of Wrestling. I am your host at Michael J. Putty, and for the very last time, please welcome my co-host, my brother from another mother, Marcus Davenport Schwan III, MC3, Hollywood. Mark Schwan. Mark, one last time, welcome to the show, buddy. I got my tissues ready on how you're feeling. I love an intro. It's the end of an era, buddy. It's the end of an era. I'm, I'm, I'm sad. I'll never see your face again. It's, okay. So I, so, cracked I, open, I, I, so I cracked open, I got for my birthday, these Jack Daniels whiskey, Jack Daniels honey lemonade cans, limited edition. Interesting. Saving for a special occasion. <sighs> Cheers. Well, I bust, I bust open a brand new bottle of Glenn Levitt for this occasion. Cheers to you, my friend. This is disgusting. This is actually fucking disgusting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's fucking delicious. Nice and smooth. Oh man, so so yummy. Um, dude, I I hate to break it to you. This is not the very last time I'm ever going to be on show. This is my last time on the show as an official, now. As official live co-host of a shot of wrestling. Many people are fighting, vying for your chair. I know one person in general. That is true. I don't think he's going to get it again. I feel like Jay Leno telling Dave Letterman he's not going to get Tonight Show again. Um, but we'll see what happens. Let's have fun tonight, buddy. Let's have fun. Let's send you off with a uh, a bang. Okay. All right. I mean, again, this is a temporary leave. I'm not going anywhere. Uh-huh. I, I will uh-huh. still be. I will still be producing the show. Okay. I will still have my interviews going on. Uh, I'm not leaving mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. This is just fun. Full time. This is a see you later. You're doing. You're, you're going. You're going part time. You're doing the Brock Lesnar Edge stuff. You're going part time. I'm not retiring. You know, also, None of that's going on. Green Man said he wasn't leaving. Green Man stuck around, does interviews, but he wasn't a part of the show on a regular basis. But you, okay, I, I, I this I, is not I, against Green Man. I, I, I hate when people compare me to other people because I'm not anyone else. I'm Mark Schwann. I'm not able. You okay. know. Okay. Believe me, man. Whatever you say. Whatever you say, buddy. Okay. How are you feeling, I'm Mark? Not How you doing? I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> I'm doing great, dude. My. My baby is going to come any day now, pretty much. Uh, I'm I'm excited, great, and nervous. I bet and stressed, but happy. Just a lot of feelings right now. A lot of feelings. <laughs> is everything set up? The crib, car seat. No crib. Car seat set up. Nice car seat set up. Uh, no crib yet because uh, you know she's very young, or she's going to be very young, uh, and we're going to be. You know, upgrading our living situation shortly, so it doesn't make sense to have a crib yet. Uh, especially since she's going to be staying in the same bedroom with us for the first 
month or two. 18 years of our lives. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, things are pretty much set up here. Uh, next thing is, again, we just need to upgrade the living situation, which will hopefully be by the end of the summer. Name situation so narrowed lot- down a little bit. Still up in the air. A very short list. Okay. We'll see. We're by not going to mean like sure. three, five, three to four. Okay, nice. Yeah, three to four names here we have okay. uh, lined up. But again, we're not going to know for sure until we actually hold her and see her in person. Like the, we have these three D sonograms, which is pretty amazing. Oh, those are cool. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, you get a pretty clear picture of what this baby is going to look like, but we still don't know, man. I mean, these are all distorted images. Cool, but you know, it's it's not the same until you actually hold her and see her. Right now, like people are asking, like, how do you not have a name yet? Because it feels like we're naming my wife's belly. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a real thing, right? That's now. fair, yeah. You know, so again, very short list. It could wind up not being any of the names on the list. We don't know. Now, your life is going to change completely. You just said that earlier. But do you realize how your life's going to change completely? Do you actually realize this? I know people tell you this. You said it out loud, but do you actually accept the fact that your life is totally going to change? My life is completely going to change. And I, I think that's going to be a good thing. I think life should always be changing this is going to be very challenging for sure uh, i'm not sugarcoating it by any means but again i'm excited i welcome it i said in my facebook post earlier today like you know bring it uh, my whole life has always been a challenge like me even just going for my dreams as an actor then going to the professional wrestling world and starting my own business you know i i am not shying away from any challenge being a dad is the greatest responsibility that i can ever ask for i am so stoked for it and I'm not going to keep my eye off the prize for anything else, man. Like, if anything, this is more of a, a driving force for me to make the dreams come true as an inspiration to her, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's going to be a crazy time. It's going to have lots of ups and downs. But, again, bring it. Now, also, how do you feel that now you're going to be, like, outnumbered? It's three women to you. <laughs> your wife, your daughter, lo- your daughter. I love that you acknowledged my dog there. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, you're, you're totally outnumbered. It, it's funny you say that. So I, I say like this, the whole pecking order is going to be uh, my daughter, my wife, my dog, oh. then me. Oh, yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> then you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm last in the list. I, I know the deal. I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm good with it. it it's uh, again, dude, like I, I, I'm, a, I'm a puddle right now. I tell them to my daughter. I, I, I just... I don't care if the odds are against me or not. Whatever. We're all Team Schwan here. Yes, so we're on right. the same side. So th- th- that's all I can ask for. I've asked you many times about your what do you want your daughter? And you always say, all I want, I don't care, as long as she's happy and healthy, right? Yeah. Yes. So yes. as godfather to your baby, like if I do my job correctly, <laughs> and not only is she a WWE mark, she is a Miami Dolphins fan, are you going to be okay no. with that? Are you going to be okay with that? No. No, I'm not going to be okay with that. At all, no, I mean, no. Once she's once your god now, around maybe her first birthday, I got to get her jersey. Now we go to the Jets Dolphins game. We got to get her a ticket. Like she's going to be, if I can have any say in this, a Dolphins fan. As long as she's not a Patriots fan, you're not, you're not going to have any say in that. I will agree with you on this. So long as she's not a Patriots fan, <laughs> we're all good. But, okay, no, I compromise. Okay, you don't care about baseball. Make her a Mets fan. Fine. I think my brother-in-law, if he listens to the show, will kill me about that. But fine. I don't care about baseball. Cheers. Love you, buddy. If you're listening. (laughs) 
Mets. What a, what a great start to the season. Oh, my God. I mean, it happens every May, April, May, and then it goes downhill from there. So I'm not getting my hopes up too much yet. But this is not about the Mets. This is about Mark Schwann's last show on a shot of wrestling. Temporary last show. Temporary last show. Marcus, what's trending this week, buddy? Well, buddy, if you've been on Twitter at all, you see that it's Randy Orton week pretty much. 20 years in this industry. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Lots of tweets going on here about this. Punt of Burial Squad at the Enduring Icon with a great picture here of Randy Orton. 20 years. No one has done it quite like him. Two-time Royal Rumble winner. Multiple-time world champion. Has the most iconic finish in wrestling history, plus much, much more. Randy Orton has had a hell of a run over the last 20 years. Agreed all around. And then, of course, you know, people inside the industry, uh, people that we know have been talking great things about Randy Orton. John Layfield at JC Layfield. If you build a sports entertainer from the ground up, you get Randy Orton. Congrats to one of the all-time greats. So proud of you and your incredible career. And you are better than ever. Facts. Randy Orton seems to be getting better with age. And of course, the great John Cena chimes in. John Cena at John Cena. For 20 years, Randy Orton has cemented his legacy as one of the greatest WWE superstars ever. I have the utmost respect for every achievement he's earned and continues to earn. But my genuine love and admiration for him is in his maturity and growth as a human being. Here's to RKO. Cheers. I agree with everything everyone said. There's been nothing else but love, Triple H, and everyone else has chimed in as well about the great career of Randy Orton. They're talking about him almost like he's retiring. 20 years, man. I feel like he's just still getting started. Like, I feel like he's going going to another level. Putty, uh, what are your thoughts on Randy Orton, man? Is he going to go, when he ends his career, could he go down as one of the best of all time? Absolutely. I think we talked about it a couple months ago when we were talking about, like, Mount Rushmore's and stuff. And, like, everyone loves Randy Orton, but you often don't hear his name mentioned in Mount Rushmore. I think that'll change once he retires. Mm. I just watched. Yes. You were talking about it, I think, a week or two ago. I just watched his episode of Evil. Same. I just did this past week as well. Oh, I thought you watched it already. Okay, so yeah. Great episode. And we knew Renier was a dick. I knew a couple of people who had met him early on and said he was a dick. Now I see why. And to see where he's, how far he's come, I mean, no pun intended, how he's evolved. It's great. He had a great career. Relatively injury-free, 14-time world champion. That's nothing to scoff at. One of the best ever, man. Like you said, a great finisher, great character. And I music, always, yeah. I've always loved him as a heel. I think he's one of the best heels in the business. Obviously, they made an episode of Evil after him. Mm-hmm. I can never ever get behind him as a face. I always felt he was like forced face. Wasn't feeling it. It was kind of boring, bland. But now, but this, right now, this time yeah. around, you can see he's enjoying it. And it's coming off like, well, he's enjoying it. Actually, I'm enjoying his face run this time. So he's a great heel. Now he's a great face. Great. I and mean, Randy Orton's one of the best ever, man. He really is. His his in-ring psychology, his, his understanding of the camera, where it is, the facial gestures, like every little thing he does is just fantastic. It's all for a reason. Uh, just like our favorite, Shawn Michaels. You know, how he talks about every little thing he does is for a reason. Randy Orton is very much the same way. Uh, he learned early on, if, if you guys have not seen Evil, you know, he talks very early on, like, he was doing a lot of moves, but he was getting hurt. You know, see, he, he 
Yeah. He slowed it down a bit. He, he was focused more on the character and the psychology of it. And it's just, he brings it in. When he slows down a pace, man, he just brings it in a lot more. And it, that's what makes him so interesting and, and so fascinating to watch and how good he is. Like, he can do all the moves. We've seen it before. We'll see a glimpse of every now and then. Uh, but he doesn't necessarily have to do them. Randy Orton, with his career and how he is right now, I mean, I view him as the Tom Brady of wrestling. Dude, I was just going to mention that. It's funny you mentioned that. Diff- different <laughs> scenario. You're talking about Tom yeah. Brady because of his age and how he's only getting better with age, right? Yes. I was actually thinking about this. Tom Brady, we, we can't say for sure, wouldn't be Tom Brady today if Drew Bledsoe didn't get hurt. Right? True. He was with a backup. Yes. He was either, either a backup or a backup of a backup. He was one of the last picks of the draft. They call it the Tom Brady pick now. So I was wondering, I was especially watching Evil, especially how his career was kind of floundering. He never really latched on. What would have happened if Evolution wasn't a thing? Right. Like I feel like Evolution was Drew Bledsoe getting hurt to Tom Brady. That's a great point. If Evolution wasn't around, wasn't ever formed, or did not include Randy Orton, I don't think we'd be talking about Randy Orton right now. Again, he's he a total agree. package, and one of my favorite lines from when JBL was on commentary is what he just said in his tweet. If he had to build a sports entertainer from the ground up, it'd be Randy Orton. He said that all the time, and that's facts. It's hard to argue that. He's a total package. He's exactly what you would picture as a professional wrestler. If you close your eyes and you describe what a professional wrestler or sports entertainer looks like, it's Randy Orton. Hands down. Without a shadow of a doubt. He's exactly what you want is a face of a company. He's exactly what he's. He's a good-looking dude. You know, he he's marketable. He's an amazing athlete. Yep. And he he gets the crowd going. And yeah, the finish move. Let's talk about that. RKO. Yeah, it's a cutter. DDP made it famous as as as, uh, as a cutter. But you know, Randy Orton made it into something special. He made it into a vine. He's something. He made it into like something that's like transcended wrestling that everyone knew about. The RKO. My in-laws. My, my brother-in-law and my sister-in-law know nothing about wrestling, but they know the RKO, I'll tell you that, because we talk about it all the time. And you, we've seen DDP use it before. DDP, nowhere near close as what Randy Orton does. DDP, like, played up the cutter. He made it his own for sure. You know, everyone knew what was coming with that, and it was a special move for him. Yeah. But Randy Orton, just, dude, the way he does it, the, the way he like- counters have all these moves. Like, the, my most memorable RKO for me, actually, is not... Not the Evan Bourne one, not the Seth Rollins one, but I remember first watching Randy Orton, first getting back to wrestling again, seeing Randy Orton counter the Undertaker's chokeslam at WrestleMania with an RKO, mm-hmm. something I've never seen before. I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. This guy's amazing. That that was fucking cool. I'm watching wrestling again because of this guy. And it's true. Randy That's Orton got me got me back in wrestling again. It's a huge statement. Absolutely, dude. Like that 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 just sticks out to me. Like stuff like that. Like, it's just he wows people, man. That, that, that's what does. And the fact is, like, pe- they're talking about, about him on Twitter. If you didn't know anything about wrestling, you would swear that this guy's retiring. Yeah. But he's not. No. I think he said he can go another 10 years or until he's 50. I don't know how old he is currently. That's another reason why I call him Tom Brady, man, because he's, he's getting better with age, it yep. seems like. You know, he's like Benjamin Button here. And the way how he takes care of his body, like, you would swear he's on TV 12. Like, I remember. Like, you know, he, he had uh, the hyperactive shoulders, right? So yeah. after his last run with that, you know, he, he changed his whole workout system. He changed his whole travel routine. Uh, so he doesn't get injured like that anymore. And he hasn't. 
Like he's really been taking care of himself because he wants longevity, which is smart. Mm-hmm. It's a smart move on his part, man. Like he can realistically go till he's fifty. Like Tom Brady, I think could realistically go till he's fifty as well. For some reason, I think they gave John Cena the record, tied the record because John Cena is one of the greatest of all time. If you want, if synonymous with Ric Flair is going to be John Cena, I don't see them giving Randy Orton two more title runs, especially this day and age. But if anybody deserves to break the record, it's Randy freaking Orton. He has the blessing of John Cena. He has the blessing of Ric Flair himself. Ric Flair numerous times said, if anybody's going to break my record, it should be Randy Orton. Absolutely. Three I, more, I agree three more title pick. Three more title runs. I think he has it in him if they give him the chance because he definitely deserves it, man. Even, even Undertaker has gone a record. Like he wanted Randy Orton to, to beat the streak. I have not heard that. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. No, Undertaker has sp- talked about that before in the past. Like he wanted Randy Orton to be the one to beat the streak. That'd be awesome. And, and it just it didn't happen that way. But that, that goes to show like how many people, how many legends yeah. talk about Randy Orton with that high regard, you know, to beat Undertaker's streak, to beat Ric Flair's record. It, it, it just goes to show, man, like this dude, I think inside the peers, I think what the fans think and what the what the insiders, the, the, the wrestling professionals think are two different things. And mm-hmm. I think if, by the time his career is over, I think a lot of people inside WWE would say, or inside wrestling in general would say, Randy Orton, Mount Rushmore, for sure. Yeah, totally agree. But moving on, buddy, to someone that did rival Randy Orton, so someone that's been trending quite a bit, is Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's been making a lot of noise this week for all the different reasons, for changing his handle, for these cryptic tweets. I'm not going to get into that because I, I'm, not, I'm not one to decipher tweets, especially someone like Bray Wyatt or uh, Wyndham, or or O, whatever you want to call him right now. But he's been making waves for other reasons. Wrestling News, at Wrestling News Co., Bray Wyatt's asking price to return to WWE or sign with AEW is very high. No number has been really given out yet. It's just been very vague as far as this this demand is going forward. His, His asking price is very high. I find that interesting, but yet not surprising. But something else been like trending with Bray Wyatt, and it's something that caught my eye as well. You're an NXT guy, so I think you mm-hmm. might find this of interest. Tim Gerald of PW Unlimited at Timmy Buddy. So Joe Gacy is the new Bray Wyatt? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Mm-hmm. And then we have Bill Shannon at Real B Shannon 3. I guess we don't need Bray Wyatt. We have Joe Gacy. Hashtag NXT. Are you seeing the comparisons here, buddy? Like, is this WWE's way of we kind of recreating what Bray Wyatt had at a lesser cost with Joe Gacy. No, not even close. What? Because Joe, Joe Gacy is now all of a sudden playing mind games. Joe Gacy was kind of, they were kind of feeding that way with this whole cult leader type thing since NXT 2.0 debuted. Now all of a sudden he's playing these wicked mind games with Braun Breaker. But you don't, you don't see the parallels there, especially with like the, the all the cameras and the laughing. Uh, even like the look and the smile, it, it, it you can't not disagree that it's not similar. It, whether it's exact so can, can or you, not, can you cannot call the similar, similarity between Bray Wyatt and the Undertaker? Yeah, I mean, sure. No one, no one gave but, Bray Wyatt shit for that. I, th- I think here's the thing though: Bray Wyatt wasn't necessarily looked at as someone to replace the Undertaker, and I'm not even too sure if, if fans are angry about the fact that. Joe Gacy would be a one to replace Bray he's not, Wyatt. He's not replacing Joe Bray Wyatt. Like, he's not, that, get that out of your head. He's not replacing Bray Wyatt. Not, not even the same way, level. In a, in, in, in a way, he is, though. No, in a way, he no. is. He, he, he's, he's that type of void 
he, he's he's that type of boy that Bray Wyatt has left. Like they they obviously WWE has a fatuation for like, supernatural characters, right? They 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 wanted Bray Wyatt to kind of replace the Undertaker in a way. Yeah, I'll give you that because Undertaker, you know, was one foot in, one foot out, and Bray Wyatt was a great logical choice to try to to uh, have another version, not necessarily the Undertaker, but of a supernatural character here uh, with the Fiend. Was working, did really well, uh, but, you know, obviously didn't quite work out on both ends here for whatever reason. That we're not going to get the full truth, I don't think, anytime soon here of what, what happened. You know, WWE has put some stuff out there. Bray Wyatt obviously saying another thing. But, you know, if Bray Wyatt's price is way too high, which, hey, could be the case. Again, this might be speculation. You know, Joe Gacy, again, we, we both will have to agree on this, right? NXT contracts, they're cheap. Yep. They're, they're, they're cheaper than what Bray Wyatt, I'm sure, is asking for. But, you know, it, there is that supernatural void. Alexa Bliss is on her honeymoon right now. Uh, and Joe Gacy does make sense in that role. You know, this is not a knock on Joe Gacy, by the way. I, 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 don't, I, I hope you're not taking it that way. I'm taking it that way, yeah. Not, not, not a Why? knock, but not a knock, but it seems like they're insulting him. Like, Bray, Joe Gacy? Yeah, fucking Joe Gacy. Joe Gacy's fucking awesome. But what I saw this past week... There's nothing supernatural about what he's doing. It's all fucking mind games. He's a cult leader. It's mind games. There's nothing supernatural. When you, when you throw in supernatural stuff, then we can have this conversation. There's, I, there's I nothing think supernatural it's about what he's done yet. I I, th- I think it's leading this way. It could. It's like, it could. Once they throw in supernatural powers, they're going to have to explain what's going on. Because right now, there's no, nothing supernatural about him. It's just all fucking mind games. Which is great. I mean, I think this could be a great role for Joe Gacy if done right. Oh, hell you know, yeah. I think so far, it's done right. I think it's, uh, listen, I'm a Bray Wyatt fan. I'm a fan of the, of all the gimmicks he's had, except for Husky Harris, but that's a whole other story. I, I, I was yeah, a fan, fan of Bray Wyatt when, when he debuted that character. I was a huge fan of The Fiend. I know we both disagreed on that. But, again, he's not there anymore. That's, a, that's another void to fill. Joe Gacy is taking not necessarily taking this character but taking on a persona that's similar but making it his own in a way i'm curious to see where this is going to go for him i can see the comparisons hey, he's 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 in the nxt championship opportunity here against braun breaker so it's obviously working i don't know about you but when i hear people talk about bray wyatt today i think of the fiend what i'm seeing about joe gacy now i'm i can see the comparisons to the bray wyatt family character not the fiend character okay i see that comparison okay. But the fiend, the supernatural fiend character, I can't see the comparison yet until they give him supernatural powers. Again, we can have that conversation when that happens. Or whoever's guest hosting because this is your last episode. Again, sorry to see you leave. But um, <laughs> we we need to have a debate on our last sep- our last episode together, you know? Yeah. We shall see, man. But speaking of AEW, there, there's some, like, hardcore fandom here that I, I, I want to break down with you, buddy. Fightful wrestling. AW? Yeah, Fightful. Okay, I'll try my best. Yeah. Hook versus Dan Housen. Question mark, question mark. Yes, please. And there's a lot of this going on, man, here. Elite AEW at Elite AEW. Dan Housen with one of the loudest pops of the night after seeing he wants to fight Hook. I heard it too, man. The, the crowd erupted. Yep. Whenever Hook is coming out, whenever Dan Housen makes his appearance, like the fans go absolutely batshit crazy. It's insane. And we have Share Dust at Share Delaware. The first Dan Housen match I'm ever going to see is against Hook. Laughing emoji, laughing emoji, laughing emoji. So she, has, she seems like she has a different stance on this. 
What is the big deal? What's the fascination with Hook and Dan Housen? I see Hook. Like, he seems like a good competitor. Dan Housen has an interesting character. But, you know, what, what, what is the fascination here? And I don't necessarily see how these two can face off. Other than the fact they have a similar build. No clue. Apparently, all we've seen from Hook has been on Rampage. Rampage ha- airs when we are recording the show. Unless it's a special circumstance. So I've not really even seen a hook match myself. A lot of hype behind this guy. A lot of hype behind Danhausen. I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle before, going back to what that woman just tweeted. So I guess my first Danhausen match would be this match too. I get Danhausen has some sort of supernatural power here. And that's it completely hooks immune that's, to that's just that's a that's a stretch, man. It seems like kinda like the way how Hurricane Helms was like a superhero. Okay, you know, maybe it, that makes it, sense. It, it doesn't seem to be like that serious. But they're making a like reference you, that we, how Hook is immune to his powers. So he had have some yeah. sort of powers on past people, but I don't know his backstory. I don't know what's going on here. I listen, I'll give credit to Dan House. I've seen some of his clips on social media. He he's very good at what he does in social media. He seems he, like it, he, but can he go in the ring? I don't know. He's got a lot of charisma to him. You, you know, it's uh Hook on the other hand, dude, people were Popping for Hook before he even stepped foot in the ring. Yep, there was building. I, it. I, I, I don't understand other than the fact that he's Taz's son. You know, he's a good-looking kid. He's pretty small. Like, I'm going to be real. Like I, I still don't see how he's Taz's son. Apparently, he's got an Ivy League education, which I didn't know. Really? About. Uh, again, dude. I, I guess he's just got that je ne sais quoi. Maybe and same with Dan Housen. Something we just don't understand. This 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 if this match happens, man, it seems like it's gonna blow like the roof off the arena. And me and you are gonna be scratching our heads like why and how. <laughs> Again, I'm, I, don't I'm not, I, guess... I don't know anything about either guy, so I don't see each guy seems to have their own f- cult following. More so uh Denhausen because he's been around longer. But I don't know anything about this guy. I've heard of this character, I've seen his face before. But I've never seen him in the wrestling ring. I've never seen him have a match. I don't know what his moves are. I don't know what's going anything about this guy. So I am curious to see what he can do with Hook, who has been very limited in his moveset. Very quick very quick squash matches, so to speak. Is this going to be a real match? Is, is it going to be another squash? Is Dan Housen being fed to Taz's son? We'll see. Is this going to be a, is going to be a gimmick match? Yeah. Like I, I think really this whole this this part of this segment is here. We're saying um, I'm old. I don't get it. And I'm asking you, the listeners, to please hit us up at Shot of Wrestling, all forms of social media. What do you like about Hook? What do you like about Dan Housen? What are we missing here? I'm not shitting on him. No, I, nobody I, is. I, I'm not shitting on him at all. Uh, I, I just want to know, like, wh- why the, the big ovation here? Like, wh- yeah. what's going on? Am I I'm missing something? I feel like you I'm are. not in on a joke or something like that. I, I want to know what's what's the deal here. But, you know, going along with AEW, hey, big announcement that was made here. The huge announcement Tony Khan made. Daniel Yanofsky at Daniel Yanofsky breaking on June 26th inside the United Center. AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling present Forbidden Door. It's happening, folks. Hashtag AEW Dynamite. Now, this got people talking, man. I mean, last week, me and you were talking. If this is the announcement, it's going to be wah, wah. It's going to fall flat on, on deaf ears, probably, yeah. but quite the opposite, man. If it se- fans seem psyched, uh, pretty psyched, way too many tweets for me to, to save here. 
you know, people were just fantasizing the different types of matchups here with the between the elite versus uh, versus uh, Bullet Club, uh, Daniel Bryan, uh, Daniel Bryan, I'm sorry, Brian Danielson versus insert New Japan star here, John Moxley versus insert <laughs> New Japan star here. Like lots of fantasy bookings that's been going on here. People are wondering where we're going to see. Uh, this this show seems like it's going to sell out, man. You knew it was going to sell out. All the AW fans, New Japan fans have cult-like followings. Put them together, easy sellout. So I guess my question here, Tony Khan, madman or genius? I don't think either is mutually exclusive. <laughs> Touche. Touche. I mean, hell of a move here. To, like we, I, we completely underestimated him last week. Yeah, you know, we were seeing there's too many announcements here. It's not going to work. This is not. This is going to fall flat. Yada yada. And dude, damn near broke the internet. Even though the fact that this was kind of leaked already, that this may be the announcement that Tony Khan is leaning with. And you right know, away, man, I'll, I'll throw my hat in the genius category because if Tony Khan came out and made this announcement, I don't think it would have the same impact as how they announced it with Adam Cole making uh-huh. the announcement, Jay White coming out. Now they're mixing with the Bullet Club. Now they're mixing with Adam Cole teasing whoever's going to tease against. So it wasn't just Tony Khan making the announcement. He got interrupted. Other people made the announcement for him, taking his spotlight yes. away from him, focusing on the wrestlers where it should be. I think that was a huge part well of play- it. Well played, buddy. No, I, I, I completely agree with you with that. And, and I'm curious to see you. And New Japan, they've been cautious about playing with others before in the past. You know, this is not the first time it's ever happened. They had a crossover show with WWE or WWF at the time years ago. And for our older demographic, they'll probably remember. And it didn't work. A couple of New Japan titles have showed up in, on TNA back in the day. So they tested the, they tested and, the waters. And, ha- and, ha- and has recently. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about TNA, too. I mean, not only Impact, but TNA back in the day as well. So they have tested the waters a little bit. So see what happens this time around. It's going to be interesting to see. It, it, this seems like to be a really good collaboration that they have going on here. Uh, already, we saw on Rampage tonight, like Jay White interfering. You know, it wasn't necessarily a clean win for on AEW's behalf for Adam Cole, but you know, it, it's evolving storylines for New Japan and for AEW here. So it's it's not making anyone looks look weak, which is good, which is smart booking, I think. Uh, but I'm curious to see how this whole crossover show is going to play out and what the future holds for uh, this partnership, if you will. For the final time as a co-host of A Shot of Wrestling, Mark Schwann, tell us about Hollywood's Corner's guest this week. All right, my man. This is a guy who I've seen quite a bit of his work. Uh, I've had my eye on him. And we finally met uh, this past summer at Titan Championship Wrestling. And... It, I was surprised he actually knew who I was. And, you know, we, we got to bond a little bit. And I want to have, have him on the show. He's the voice of Hog. He's the voice of many places. Guys, give it up here for my boy, David Adams. I'm sorry. That wasn't probably as good as you normally do. I am not a ring announcer. You're a man who does it all. Uh, how's it going for you? Going pretty good. And I've got this set up just for you, Mark. Are you ready? Wait for yes. it. David Adams here. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That man drank enough of these last weekend, so I think we can join in the festivities now. For those that are only listening in, David Adams is showing a Broken Skull IPA, famous 
by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Michael Putty, actually, he had it his very first one last week on the show. 6.7% alcohol. I will be drunk by a half of one of these. David Adams here, and I get drunk on a half of a Broken Skull IPA, and I got no shame. One is but buzz really fun. So this interview could go right off the tracks. Let's have fun with it. Oh, absolutely, man. Cheap date right here. Listen, I'm the same way, actually. I was actually impressed by Stone Cold, like, like wrestling a match, having a bunch of those ready, one of which I'm, I'm pretty done. So, Dave, let's let's talk a little bit about you, man. So, as I mentioned, you know, you do uh, your ring announcer, you do commentary, you do backstage interviews, uh, you do yep. pretty much everything but actually wrestle. Tell me, man, which one of those do you prefer the most, actually? Well, I enjoy, I mean, I'm a ring announcer first and foremost. You know, ring announcing will always be my baby, but I mean, it's it's a competitive industry, friendly com- competition, but there's a lot of great ring announcers within a hundred mile radius. You go to 250 mile radius, forget about it. And sometimes if you want to uh, stay relevant and you want to be on the shows and you want to get those envelopes, you got to learn the different disciplines. And I've been working on my commentary over the past cu- couple of years and the backstage interviewing was just an added thing where I'm here anyway. And I noticed like, like some Indies do it, but the majority of the Indies, you know, you got to tell the story after the match, before the match. I mean, the wrestling's great, but people want to hear that, you know, pre-match uh, reaction or that post-match reaction from the talent. And um, be- between that, and I even tried to dip my toe into being um, like the MC for the meet and greet conventions. Basically, you know, like you said, everything about the wrestling and uh, <laughs> you know, great announcers, you got to make yourself stand out and keep yourself, uh, you, you know, the promoters want to use you. So, hey, if we know David Adams. We, we have a ring announcer, but we know you can come in and do this. And I'm all, I'm all about it. Like you said, everything but the wrestling. So what was it about uh, ring announcing itself? Because that, that's, your, that's your bread and butter. Yeah. Uh, what was it that gravitated to you towards that itself? Well, it started at a young age, like watching like weekend superstars of wrestling. And I mean, it's no secret, like Howard Finkel was the man. He was he he had the voice. He had the tux. I liked this guy's the best dressed one on the show. And for the most part, except for a couple of humorous moments in his career, he pretty much was the straight guy in the ring, just doing his job. And his voice is iconic. And I just, you know, and I, I wrestled in elementary school for a little bit and in high school. And I sucked. My coach, my coach <laughs> The, the best reality check I ever got in, in high school was I wrestled for four years. I was JV, junior varsity for three years. And, you know, I stuck with it. So I was technically varsity my senior year. And I got two varsity matches. And I finished my career on varsity one and one. The okay. One, Not too bad. I, I won. I won. Well, let, 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 let me explain. I, my, one way, my one win came by way of forfeit. Because they started me at home against the crappiest team. They were like 0 and 18, and they didn't have a they didn't have a 103 pounder. They didn't have a 112 pounder. They didn't have a 119 pounder, and I was 119 pounds. And that's unfortunate for me because in my weight class, the guy was a state champion, and at 125, the guy was an individual state champion. So you know they were amazing, and they were best individually on their team, and two of our best guys. And the doctors wouldn't let me go down to 112 because you got to stay healthy. So of course. I- and then I did, I wrestled at 119 pounds on the road. I took on this, I'm like, you know, tall and lanky. This guy is like a little meatball. And he ended up placing like fifth in the state. And wow. he just, he just worked me for like six minutes, but I never got pinned. I was known as a guy that would never get pinned. And I think he beat me. I, I went the full, uh, yo, I went the distance. And it was like, I went the full six minutes and I got beat like 18 to three, like a technical fall. 
And I think the three points that I got were because he let me escape on purpose because he was tired of me, like, like wiggling around like a fish. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, nothing to brag about. From an early time, I knew I love wrestling and my knowledge is up here, but the athletic ability, not so much. Like my coach in high school, he, he, he even brought me aside. He's like, I wish I had 100 guys with your heart, but I mm. wish you had the athletic ability of my state champions. So right. it was like, he was honest about it. And I was like, oh. And then over the years, you just kind of like, you know, come to terms with that. And you find other ways to contribute when you're out of high school, out of college, and you want to be part of wrestling in some facet. And it's always been like one of your true loves. And there you go. Yeah, listen, man, respect, though. Respect for you, uh, you know, giving that effort and obviously having the heart to go through with that. And then for that, that honesty from the coach not to cripple your dreams, to be involved in the wrestling world, you adapted pretty, pretty well. So... Growing up, when you watch professional wrestling, so you 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 see a Howard Fink. When the coach told you, "Hey, listen, uh, you know, being an athlete is not in your future," did your mind automatically shift to going that route, or what? What was that process? What was like? What was that transition to your first show? Well, in high school, I stuck with the wrestling. I would have been done after two years, but I realized I wasn't the coolest guy in school. But if I was on the wrestling team, I wasn't getting my ass kicked. And even though like the cool guys on the team weren't best buddies with me. You were still a teammate of there, so they made sure nobody messed with you, basically. So it was a built-in protection system right there, and I used that full advantage to get through high school without getting my ass kicked. Oh, I got Debbie Kane over here laughing her ass off because she's listening to this. So if you hear a little snicker and she's laughing, <laughs> yeah, hey, she's she, she's the one that's going to marry a dork, but I'm pretty open about it, so it's all good. That's hilarious, man. And then also, yeah, congrats <laughs> on being engaged, man. I don't think I ever had that opportunity to congratulate you on that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Enjoy the, uh, the engagement process here. But going back to wrestling. Going back, back to wrestling. What do you got? So, all right. So your first show, tell me about that. Uh, which Because you work a lot of different promotions, man. Uh, yeah. I bothered a lot of promotions. And I'll tell you, I got rejected for a while. I set up a Facebook account, David Adams. And the beauty about this business is there's that inner circle, circle that inner sanctity. That's also, if you're trying to enter the business, getting into that inner bubble is a very tough thing because... Uh, behind the curtain, just to throw it back a little bit, is behind the curtain. Not everybody likes each other, buddy, buddy, but everybody respects each other. And there's that certain brotherhood and sisterhood. If you're behind that curtain, you're part of the show. And there is that mutual respect. So, you know, that is that is a real thing. And uh, getting inside that inner respect and, you know, the inner secrets within, you have to earn that. Um, my first show uh, was January 15th, 2011. So I'm slowly but quickly becoming a seasoned grizzled vet, brother. <laughs> and for um, Doc Diamond's Devastation Wrestling Federation promotion, they're no longer um, a promotion. They're now defunct, but they were based out of Pensacola, New Jersey, right on the Jersey-Pennsylvania line there, right by the Delaware. Um, the, the booker, his name was Bob Brinsfield. His nickname, Bob the Booker. And, um, great, great nickname. Bob the Booker. And... Uh, Bob's a great guy, and um, every year I always, you know, we, we, we're not as in touch as we used to be, but I always make sure I reach out to all these peeps and wish them happy birthday every year, and um, he hit, he actually was the first person to respond to me. I probably went through 25, 30 requests, hi, I'm David Adams, yada, yada, yada. People would see it, and they'll ignore you, and that's cool. Be persistent, kids that are trying to get in the business. doesn't matter if you're an announcer, referee, wrestler. Be persistent, be polite, but be persistent. He basically said, Hey, dude, um, yeah, uh, I'll give you a shot. Uh, we'll give you like the pre-show. He goes, come on down. There's no pay. 
Uh, we're not going to pay for gas or anything. That way, if you suck, then there's no loss for us. And at least you got your exposure and then we'll be, be done with you. I was like, right. okay, like 120 miles each way. I said, no problem. Let's do this. So I get to the venue right off the bat. When you're, it, it was one of these small local promotions where everybody knows each other. And as soon as I walk with my bag, the, you know, that proverbial record skip and they're outside talking people are smoking cigarettes. And they're just like, and it's just like, you got like the wild west style. And uh, I was hoping it would work on the fly. The pressure was on. And basically people look at me and they're like, can we help you? And I'm like, uh, uh, uh. and I stutter in my real life, which is funny for a ring announcer. You shouldn't stutter. But if I carried a mic everywhere, I don't know if it's extra oxygen in my lungs, but so suddenly the real me is like, hi, my name is David Adams. I'm here to see. And of course it's all like letters. that I stutter on D's and B's suck. Oh no. Fast food drive through It's amazing. But Bob the Booker, and they're like, oh, yeah, Bob, stay right here. Don't come inside. He gets me, and he's like, are you David? I'm like, yeah, David Adams. He's like, cool, man. He goes, I have good news and I have bad news. He goes, he goes, the good news is you're booked. The, I was like, that's cool. He's like, the bad news is uh, our ring announcer, ha- we don't know where the hell he is. He hasn't. We tried to call him. We tried to message him. He no-showed, no-called. So uh, you don't get the opening match. You get the whole show. Uh, there's still no pay. If you suck, we'll politely just say thank you and never use you again. He's like, good luck. Get in, the, get in there. And that was fun. So I was like, okay. So I go in, take my seat. And it was like, people were just kind of like, who's the new guy? And it, it's weird when you don't know a system. And I mean, so I, I kind of did my thing. I sat at ringside and um, like, I, I'll, I'll never forget, like, actually the first person to be friendly to me and actually other than bob the booker uh at the time her ring name was roxy cotton now gabby gilbert she comes over she goes what's up new guy and she's like the first person to actually be friendly with, and we're all cool to this day me her and debbie were all cool and everything like that he's like what's up new guy and it kind of like broke the ice and then other people what's up man i'm like hey i'm the announcer mind if i you know just went to the flow can i get your info and that was fun and everybody slowly warmed up to me beginning of the show they're like all right dude i'm in the gorilla position we're getting ready to go and i don't even know i think i bumped into somebody i was a little nervous trying to move around and all of a sudden i had all, had all my index cards nice and organized with all the matches i dropped them everywhere like no 50- the order and i didn't have them numbered so to this day i figured it out but to this day 11 years later if you ever check me out at a show my index cards are always numbered. Not that I necessarily use the index cards, but they do try and do muscle memory and they keep them on me as, as a guide. But in case that ever happens, which it has happened a couple of times, at least they know what order the freaking cards go back in now. So, oh my Lord, man. Yeah, lesson learned the hard way. <laughs> lesson learned. But the lessons weren't over there, my friend. And I know this is, this is worth it. And then, all right, we start the show. In this place, not a big venue, but there was like 300 people there. It was packed. It was like, it was like local, some dude selling tickets, just word of mouth from the Pensacola area. You're right across from like from, from, from Philly. Now I know Alvarez is a big wrestling community as well. It's like 300 people. So I do my thing. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Devastation Wrestling Federation. And it was at that moment I realized it was one of those wired mics that it wasn't a wi- wireless. It was a wired mic. And I didn't realize that there's a little on off switch right here. So I didn't have the mic on. So now we have 300 people going, turn your mic on, asshole, turn it on, turn your mic on, asshole, turn it on. And honestly, I went, it was a one second of being mortified and like the rest of my career being relieved. I just sit there, I turned it on, I was like, 
folks, I'm going to be straight with you. This is my first show ever. I've been really nervous to come out here. And after that just happened, I think uh, we've broken the ice. And I just went right into my spiel. And uh, uh, to make a short story long, I worked for that company for like another year and a half after that. They never invited the other announcer back. And that. Half, and, I, and once I got, went into my zone, the, and then afterwards, everybody's like, you handled yourself very well. I was like, well, hey, I was worried about getting heckled and uh, messing up. So... So you got you, you to lean into it, man. It's a sink or swim yeah. moment right there. Uh, <laughs> I talk about like my first and only time ever doing ring announcing. It, it, dude, I give you, I give Shane, I give, I give everyone that does it a lot of credit, dude. It's a hard gig. I was thrown into it because similar to you, the, the announcer no-showed uh, for a, a promotion that's no longer going right now. And I'm a manager for, for Stable. Yeah, uh, I, was supposed to, I, I was supposed to come out there with my group. Is it, Mark, you looked apart. Uh, you got a voice. Uh, we, we need to do uh, ring announcing five minutes before the show. And the promoter, I, the, the promoter gives me the, uh, his, his handwriting, like the sheet. Can't read right? shit. Couldn't read shit, bro. Couldn't read it at all. Uh, <laughs> nothing but love for the guy, but his handwriting sucks. I'll tell him to his face. Uh, but here's the thing. This is my second show ever. I didn't know <laughs> anyone really except for my boys at that point. Yeah. Oh, dude, it was a shit show, dude. I uh, I, I sank so bad in that. I did, your moment was sink or swim. My my moment for sure was sink or swim. I sank. You swam. Uh, obviously, our careers went a different way. Uh, but here we are, better for it, both of us. But yeah. Fast forward to you. Going back to you here. So you've, as I mentioned, you've gone to a lot of different promotions, dude. You you've done quite a bit of work here. Uh, one of which House of Glory. Uh, talk about that. Your experience there at Hog. House of Glory, I mean, they are one of my home feds. I've been with them since 2012, um, since their inception. And the thing I really, truly, like, love about them, not only are they family, but I didn't find them. They they came to me first. They wanted wow. me. And when they were starting the company, I had Brian and I had Red. They came to me. And I was even a little bit hesitant about it because I was like, you know, I'm still new. I don't want to step on anybody's toes. And like, well, we're looking to start a fresh company. There are a lot of established announcers that have more experience than you, but they're like, we don't want somebody that's, you know, that, that's been branded elsewhere. Like, you got a good voice. We've heard you. And uh, I, they heard me at, like, Pro Wrestling, a syndicate, a now defunct company. And both of them had worked um, PWS a lot, a lot of the suicidal six ways that they used to have there and stuff. I think that's where they heard my voice. And they're like, we want you. They're like, you're relatively still unknown, and we want you to be our voice. And... Um, yeah, I mean, you're fresh. No one's really seen you. And I had never worked really in New York too much. I think I think I worked Fight the World Wrestling was the only company I had worked previously in New York. Because if you never worked in New York before, that's a little nerve-wracking too. If you can make it there, you can make it everywhere or anywhere. You know, I mean, the Frank Sinatra theory. So, I mean. It, it's it was, true. It is true. I mean, markets like Philadelphia and, uh, and, and New York, these are diehard markets. And you get that intensity. You get the rowdies. And it really tests all of your uh, skill set. How do you, ha- everybody loves to be cheered and applauded, but how, how do you, you know, handle a heckler? Because the announcer, now they love to, you know, back in my early days, I, they, they picked the, the shit out of me. But it's, and it's all about the wrestlers. You know, I don't really pay too much attention to it. And you focus on what you're doing and just, you know, maybe pause, let them get, let them do, do their thing and then just move on. But don't make, don't make the fan the center of attention. Because that's kind of what they really want is to be that guy or girl. Right. And then, yeah, they they wanted to use me. Um, and, I mean, obviously, House of Glory's had many different venues over the years. We're blessed now to have the NYC Arena 
a beautiful venue. I mean, in the heart of Queens, in the heart of New York City. I mean, and that's their that's their venue. That's like House of Glory. No other wrestling promotion runs there. I mean, that's it's it's a great venue. It's got a great look. They've modified the uh, the accessories over the years with the lighting and the entrance ways. And um, they started off in a training school in uh, Ridgewood, New York, a smaller facility. And they did the live shows at their training facility. It was small. It was cramped, but it was awesome. And when they had live shows, you're talking like 200, 250 people. And it was it was great. I mean, and they in that venue, they had AJ Styles there, Ricochet there, the Young Bucks there, Homicide there. I mean, I mean, they had everybody working in that venue, the big names and the and the Young Upstarts. I announced them one time. It was like House of Glory guys versus Ring of Honor guys. And it was Kevin Steen. Now Kevin Owens. Adam Cole was there. Tony Nese was there. I mean, they, it was like some of the matches were just amazing. And it was just cool because it was a tight venue, but nobody cared. They packed it in. The building got super hot. If you ran a show in August, man, it, it, it got sweaty and slippery in there. And there is one memorable moment where I got in the ring on a very hot uh, August uh, show. And he, there was no stairs. So to get in the, in the ring, you got to just balance your knee up on the apron and pull yourself up. All I hear is after the first match, second going into the second match, all I hear is, and I got a tear from my groin all the way down to my kneecap. Luckily, I had black boxer briefs on, and I was like, oh, how am I going to handle this? Oh, and I was no. like, rather than people, I was like, they're just going to heckle me, and then they're not going to pay attention to the wrestlers. So I just got in the ring, and I did something stupid like, ladies and gentlemen, I have a very important announcement. I just got in the ring and my pants have torn. I have air conditioning. I just wanted to point this out now because I don't want to take away from the talent that you're about to see. And they literally all just started clapping. I owned it and nobody acknowledged Amazing. it. Amazing. I lucked out on that one. But that, that's that's like you do such a good job of that. It's like Eminem and Eight Mile at the end. He he takes away the, the person's power by talking about all his uh, blemishes. And, and well, I'm a very- that the announcer should be a powerful being on the show with their voice but that but their presence shouldn't be so powerful that they take away from the wrestling talent that the fans are coming and paying their hard-earned dollar to see like i know people aren't coming to see me you know maybe a friend comes maybe but they're coming to see the, the, the in-ring talent and i add that extra added oomph to the show so i certainly don't want them you know in the main event talking about david adams freaking boxer shorts no, hanging of, of oh, yeah. course Oh, of man. course, and listen. As a manager, it's the same way. I was told the same thing before too. And like when me and AJ Pan, when we rival each other, we we talk about it too. Like you know what we do, we want to do yeah. something. We want to add something to the match, but we don't want to take away from what the wrestlers are doing either. Uh, my brother even asked me at one point. He's like, "Dude, you're just kind of like just like there. Like you know why isn't Spotlight more on you?" I'm like, well, that's not the point. That's not my job. If if the, if, if the camera's more on me than the wrestlers, I'm doing something very wrong. You know, so uh, I, I think it definitely takes a certain mentality to, to realize that as part of this business. But you know, going back to, again with, with Hog, man, like, I feel like over the last few years, it's been like a little bit of an evolution, right? New ownership, I believe, right? You know, there has been quite an evolution there. And there has been that spark with ownership that you've seen on- online there. And I mean, at this point, I think all the energy and all the power we had, we do everything now for Matt Travis. He was he was already on his way to be one of our biggest stars in the company. And obviously a couple of years ago, tragedy struck and Absolutely. And, he, and the whole locker room. I mean, and I can't say, you know, we were boys at the shows, but these guys 
you know, these guys on the shows, these guys train with him every day. And I mean, they were you know, like, you know, tight brotherhood right there. Like, I'm not around for the training per se. I'm there for the live shows. So as tight as I was with them at the live shows, I couldn't even imagine what all these guys are go- going through there. And with every show, I mean, it's one of those dedications where we just, we want to do him good. We want to do him proud and um, just put on the best product possible and entertain the fans um, and proudly say that we are the best damn wrestling promotion in New York City and any of the five boroughs and, you know, the state of New York. And, you know, obviously we want to be the greatest in the everywhere. If you don't want to be the greatest in the world, you want to expand yourself. But for a company that has evolved this much in like, what, 10 years, basically, the evolution over 10 years has been superb. I can't even imagine how, how much further they're going to be in another 10 years. Listen, if you don't know about House of Glory, then I, I don't know what to tell you. I guess you're not really into the indies because House of Glory is like the indie show. It's definitely what a lot of indie promoters aspire to be because they, they've set, laid out such great foundation and each sh- show is such a banger. And you mentioned the talent that stepped foot in the ring over there for House of Glory. A lot of prominent names are in AEW, WWE, uh, all throughout. Our, our Who- world title champions are damn boys exactly risco brothers that are also broadcast on fight as well if you can't make it to our live events fight tv i think it's like 14.99 and you're getting like a two and a half three hour event it's it, it's really good stuff for like 15 bucks yeah, it's and it's awesome that you've been a part of that ride for so long david uh from the from its inception to now to probably 10 more years from now uh forever long House of Glory decides to keep on going for. Yeah. David, thank you for, for taking the time out between your busy schedule for Shot of Wrestling. Uh, before we let you go, where can they find you on social media? If you want to come and find me, uh, Facebook, David Adams. I think it's davidadams.facebook.com backslash uh, ring announcer. Uh, Instagram is david underscore adams underscore here. And Twitter is uh, voice of the, the handle is voice of the ring. I, be, I feel like we barely scratched the surface. I am a talker. That's the problem. I am a talker. <laughs> and you're in the right business then for that. Yeah, uh, yes. my, my man. I, yeah. We, we have limited time on the show. I could definitely keep you here for, for hours, but you know what that means? That means I have to invite you back for more. Brother. The money's in the rematch, brother. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great. I would love to have uh, have some more time to talk to you. Your platform, everybody knows about it, and you're a great host, man. Thank you so much. Ah, uh, dude, warms my heart. Thank you so much, David Adams. Love you, bro. You take care. Meantime, back to TV takedown. Oh hell yeah! It's time for this week's TV takedown. Oh, hell yeah, man. Thank you, David Adams. And cheers to him for busting out the, the good stuff on my last show for right now, the Broken Skull IPA. Cheers to that. Good dude, man. Good dude. Definitely would love to have him back. Maybe even a possible uh, guest replacement for an episode or two. Maybe. We Maybe. got a long list of people replace you, so yes. <laughs> but yeah, I've been quite a tryout. I've been to a couple of hog shows, and he's always been um, very good at his job. And you're very good with the fans. So, yeah, he seemed like an awesome guy. No, very good dude, man. Nothing but um, high praise and nothing but love for David Adams. I hope to run him again, not only just in the show, but other shows, maybe even back at Titan. So, but, buddy, yeah, that, that's my, not necessarily my final interview. That's my final interview as a co host for right now. I'm looking to do some more interviews 
in between me taking care of the baby and doing everything else that I do with my fucking life. So between diaper changes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These Jack Daniel honey things, honey lemonade drinks, are fucking pretty good. Time for round two, Marcus. Cheers to you. Your last show. Cheers, my man. I made my scotch to double, so I didn't want to double dip here. Nice. Fucking strong. Nice. Let's get some TV takedown. Mark, what do you got for me this week? Not a whole lot, buddy. Actually, I've been pretty disappointed with TV this week, but I will say, I don't think you're going to like this too much. CM Punk, Dustin Rhodes, I thought that was a hell of a match. Uh, CM Punk, I am really looking to see what happens with him and Hangman Page. Is he going to be the next AEW World Heavyweight Champion, possibly? Uh, and how will that how will that look? Because I feel like fans are kind of starting to turn on CM Punk a little bit. They heard a lot of people chanting for Dustin Rhodes during that match. Uh, you know, Hangman Page, say what you will about him. I know he's not necessarily the the, the top champion to, the, to hold that belt. Uh, in AEW's history, but dude, he's got a hell of a fall, man. People love him. So is CM Punk going to be a heel in that matchup, possibly? So, like, Adam, what do you think, buddy? Adam Page has had some great matches as champion. He has. He has. But it just doesn't seem like he's a good champion. Why? Like, why? You're right. They don't, like, it, not, he has have... had good matches, show stealing matches. It just seems like they're not booking him as a strong focal point of the show you know what kind of reminds me of like i i feel bad for saying this drew mcintyre when he was champion that's a fair comparison drew mcintyre hell of a look did all the right moves had the good promos was he looks the part should should be the guy right he was holding the championship we we all wanted him to win it he did for whatever reason, though, and you could you could blame COVID for this, maybe because we didn't really get a true test of how it was with a live audience with him. Yeah, but like it didn't really resonate through the TV. Like, didn't necessarily feel it. It just wasn't like, especially with his feud with Randy Orton. He's more so you rooting for Randy Orton to win the championship. Yeah. And that shouldn't be the case no. at all. When Roman Reigns was, I mean. It was. He still is. Like the guy, when Randy, when Roman Reigns came back and they had that little feud between him and Drew McIntyre, he said, like, hey, man, you're champion because I let you. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You're champion when, like, when I need a break or whatever. And Roman Reigns wasn't wrong. Nope. And Drew McIntyre did nothing wrong. Nothing wrong at all. That's the same thing with Hangman Page right now. I feel like it's the same thing. Two different competitors, by the way. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like it's a similar thing as far as the championship run. For whatever reason, it's just not clicking. Yeah, totally agree. And I can't put my finger in the pulse. I still can't figure out for Drew McIntyre. Was it COVID? Was it the luck? Was it the lack of fans? Because I want to give him the benefit of that there because I'm a Drew McIntyre guy. Uh, Hangman Page, man, he doesn't have that excuse. Hard to say with Drew McIntyre because, again, there was no fans. So we'll see what happens if they give him another chance with fans. But Adam Page, yeah, I don't. Don't know what the, again, there's something off there. There's no connection. Do you think CM Punk's going to be the guy to take the belt off him? I don't know. I could see that. I, I could see him beating CM Punk to give him more credibility as champion. Yo, you could see. Okay. I could see CM Punk being the one to take the belt off. Like, this is not working. Let's put it on CM Punk. The crowd's really behind him, but they're starting to turn on him. Let's see what, let's see what CM Punk does. It'll give us mainstream attention. CM Punk is now champion. I feel like CM Punk has to be heel in this story, though. Maybe. 
but if, or or maybe or maybe do like a, a turn in the middle of that match or something. I feel like, like I I, I kind of I want to see a CM Punk heel turn. Lean into it. We're, we've been getting more and more boos all throughout different weeks here, depending where you are. I mean, he's going to get cheered the fuck out of the crowd in, in Chicago when they have that, that show. But you know, everywhere else, you're hearing a little bit more boos trickle in. I'm feel, curious to see what the old CM Punk's going to be like. I feel like though, for credibility reasons as champion, he would need to beat CM Punk. So I don't think CM Hang Punk. Man. Yeah. If you want to give him credibility as champion, no, CM Punk's not the guy to take a belt off him. But CM, CM Punk, it seems like they want to give him that one last run. Because CM Punk, he doesn't have that much time left. He said that. Yeah, but I don't know right now is it, uh, the time. It's the time. But then when? You know? That's the million-dollar question. I, that's, that's what I'm keeping my eye on here for that. I, I find that probably the most intriguing thing right now going on wrestling, at least from this past week going to next. What about you, buddy? I think a couple of years ago, I picked EC3 as my one to watch. And that was a huge, huge bomb. I've been trying to recover ever since. I think finally I can finally erase that out of my memory. That stench is gone. I picked Austin Theory, my one to watch this year. And now here are four months in. He's United States champion. He had a great match with Finn Balor. I thought it was an entertaining match. Finn Balor has not been really doing much since he won the title not doing much with him at all obviously theory is the next rising young star in the company so i feel like the title change was right time right moment especially the story of vincent man who came out to celebrate the heels came out to celebrate they made it feel like it was a huge moment also weird like why are they celebrating this huge moment <laughs> then Vince man came out i'm just curious to see like what's next now like how what's is it going to be a lengthy title run is vince going to push him to the moon does vince turn on are him? they going to make the championship meaningful right now because I feel like it hasn't been meaningful at all. I mean, Finn Balor won it, and that was really it. You know, Damian Priest did nothing with it well, the for main, a year. The main event picture now is up in the air. So, to me, the United States Championship has to be the title on Raw now. Mm. So, I'm curious to see how they're going to progress this storyline. a young now. man. Well, behind Vince McMahon, I think he, he can – if it, anybody can do it, it's going to be theory with the backing of Vince McMahon. I feel like they need to push this title as a title on Raw until they figure out what's going on with Roman Reigns, defending both belts. We've talked about it numerous times. But I'm curious what the future holds for Theory as United States Champion. Going with the NXT, next week is going to be the debut of Roxy, now Roxanne Perez. They moved it up to this week. Good match, good showing for her. I'm curious what the future holds for uh, the new Roxanne Perez. I, I don't know much about her. I saw her one match in Impact where she dropped the ROH title to Deanna. But she was kind of impressive here. That was a, that was a, that was a, that was a great match. Very good match. Rock, Roxy, she's been all over the indies, man. It, it's a shame BCW couldn't get her before she went to yeah, uh, WWE. Because she she's someone I wanted to see live for sure. She's young, man. She's got she's got 20 a lot years of old. to her. 20 years old, dude. And already legal she's, drinking age. She's got a good mind for the industry. I think she's in good hands with NXT. Obviously, the trainers there say what you will about them, but they know how to build stars, dude. And she's already uh, a star. And, so. and, right. She's got a young mind. There's there's, there's so much they can do with her to, to build her up, to be a future star, future player here in WWE. And she has a following right? during her match. The crowd was chanting, Roxy, Roxy. So we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, just, I'm excited what the future holds for her. I'm going to follow her closely. And I'm rooting for her. I'm, I'm also rooting for Notorious Mimi, or I, what's her what's her WWE name? She's another one I wanted to see come to BCW at a certain point, but you know, obviously, didn't happen. She's another very young star there. Sorry, I'm getting her name right now. 
She's Sloane Jacobs in WWE. That's her new name oh, in okay. NXT. Again, like you know, she's had a rivalry with Riley Shepard, with Vicious Vicky uh, in Titan Championship Wrestling. She's been in different uh, indie promotions. Very, very young. I don't even think she's 20 yet, even. Really? Uh, I, I could be wrong in that. And so she's got a very bright future. She's someone that definitely, from what I see, definitely knows ring psychology, definitely understands character work. You know, like she can go in the ring. Uh, that's someone, I mean, Roxy is someone that seems like everyone really knows about, mm-hmm. especially when she went over to ROH and Impact. Yeah. You know, a lot of eyes were on her, but this is an undercard here to watch for someone that could really rise up really fast. It's not, I kind of found myself weird. Uh, I'm not a big Charlotte fan. I'm not a big Ronda Rousey fan. But however, I'm in, kind of invested in this I quit beat the clock challenge match next week on SmackDown. We got, to, uh, I think Ronda's going against Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, Charlotte's going against Aaliyah. So, of course, they're going to win. But I don't see either one saying I quit in their match at WrestleMania Backlash. So, I didn't care about the WrestleMania match. But now, I'm, I'm kind of invested in this WrestleMania Backlash match because I don't see either one saying I quit. I see Charlotte. Do you? I can see I can see Charlotte. I don't yeah. see that. I don't see either one doing it. So I'm looking There's forward no to way it. in hell Ronda Rousey is going to say I quit. There's no, no, way no chance in hell. In hell. Yeah, but I feel the same way about Charlotte. If she says I quit, I think that kills some of her momentum. It feels worth saying that out loud, but no, I think Charlotte's she's a, a bunch heel. Of she's a heel. Yeah, she finds know. she'll find it a way. Like how many how many heels have we seen say I quit? Ronda, it's not like Charlotte's never tapped before. Charlotte Flair tapped at the Sasha Banks before. Mm, true. You know, I don't think it's going to hurt her at all. I mean, Charlotte Flair, she's just too good, dude. And and that's that's why there's so much hate for her because like it, it's kind of like why people hate going back to him, why people hate Tom Brady because he's just so good. You know why people why people boo Derek Jeter. She was that fucking good. Like Charlotte Flair is untouchable. She is guy or girl, the best in the business, I think. You know, Marcus, you made a good point, and I don't care about this anymore. Thank you. Thanks for showing me back to normalcy. <laughs> it's gonna be a good match, man. It's gonna be physical, it's gonna be hard hitting. Like I'm curious to see how Charlotte's gonna say I quit. I'm just happy to see Shotzi and Aaliyah back on my TV, even though they're gonna get fed, but for them because you see Shotzi coming back too especially like i know her father passed away and that, that yeah. seemed to be pretty rough for her so uh good to see Shotzi come back all right mark time to move on unfortunately we've reached the end of the show time to get some go-home thoughts mark your last go-home thought as in a shot of wrestling co-host what is going through your mind right now oh buddy i i, I gotta say this man like i keep on saying it's uh not a goodbye it's a see you later but you know you, you keep on bringing this up about, you know, it's going to be my last time for a while. Things are going to be changing. And I, I don't necessarily know what the future is going to bring here. No one does. You know, I, I have some things in the works for my acting career as well. And, uh, you know, don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, good things, by the way. I can't go into detail right now. But, you know, I, I have to say, man, wrestling, being, I never thought I'd be part of the wrestling world. It's something I, I fantasized about. I got into it in a later age in life as far as being part of the wrestling community. Being a manager, you know, I did a lot of cool things. Being commentator and being on this podcast with you, man, I have to say one of, one of the things that was a highlight for me personally was being on the show with you because I've met a brother That's here, right. someone I could call a damn good friend. That's right, bro. Uh, and thank you for having me on this show, man. For allowing me to be part of this platform, being part of Shot of Wrestling, and we did some cool things together, man. A lot of cool things, man. 
It's been a wild, wild ride. Who would have thunk? <laughs> I, I didn't quite make episode 300, but, you know, it's, um, it's been a good ride, dude. And I really, I really hope it doesn't end because we've done a lot of good work together and I feel like we have a lot more to go. Do you have any favorite moments on the show? On the show or together? On the show. Because it, it's well, two different things. Together, both. I have to say on the show, man, where do I, where do I begin with the show? I think one of my favorite moments, actually, is our first show back uh, together after COVID. Well, that was a good when, one, yeah. When we came back to live together, in person together. That, that was a really good one. Big moment, uh, yeah. We went back. We went back to doing Zoom because of Omicron, and then of course my schedule just got busier, so this kind of made a little bit more sense doing it this way. Mm-hmm. But that that was my favorite moment. I, that's that's up there for sure. That's a good one. The, going to AC. Damn right. Going to AC. Minus the COVID and uh, the aftermath, but it was good times. Yeah, I have to say too, man. Like you know, we 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 got serious a few times, man. There were there were a few times, man. Like when we we paused on wrestling, we we got into some like real issues here. You know, during the height of Black Lives Matter, yep. uh, what was going on in the middle of uh, the pandemic during the quarantine? You know, we we got real with it. Uh, we pretty much scrapped the episode <laughs> and and and, and talked. Some real talk here. That that's something that stands out to me. And then, dude, of course, I mean, there's this stuff that, that that's happened out of this. I mean, we we went to Atlantic City together. We we we've done commentary together. You know, our, right. our being thrown being thrown into that. We, we had a little bit of a rivalry with me with Satsujin and you with Too Good. Oh man, that was great. Uh, <laughs> I was, loved that moment. You know, just just so many things going to karaoke. And I, dude, there's going to be so many more memories that we're going to create, man. This is not the end for, by any means. Again, we, we've, I didn't come this far to go this far. Okay. You know, so I, I will be back. I am proud of the work that we've done together in the show. Uh, you started this whole thing, man. This whole show is, it's yours. It's your baby, man. That's right. And, and I've just been part of the ride. I, I've done my part to, to help to try to get to another level. I don't necessarily know how well I do with that or not. <laughs> Show wise, you've done absolutely nothing, but our social media, you've done a great job. Definitely, definitely uh, <laughs> propelled our social media, but more mainly Twitter to the next level. Thank you, thank you. But yeah, man. most of the time you see us post something on Twitter. It's Mark Schwann. You've done a great job with that. You definitely helped us a lot on Twitter. So again, anytime for the past while, shot of wrestling, it's been Mark Schwann posting. Which means when you see a shot of wrestling engaging conversation with Mark Schwann, that's him talking to himself. One of the things I love about, about my work, I get the notifications. I'm like, oh, shot of, oh, let me see what happened. It's shot of wrestling, Mark Schwann commenting, shot of wrestling, Mark Schwann. He has a conversation with himself. And I've always loved reading those exchanges. It was great. <laughs> like, well, he talking I, to himself? This is fucking fantastic. Love it. I do that. I do that because it. Engage, yeah, I get it. I, I know not, why you do it. It's not vanity. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I know why you do. It. I totally get it, but it's just it's fun for me because I know it's you talking to yourself, and it's just I always really enjoyed reading those exchanges. It, it, it you, know, you know, sometimes Sean Wrestling disagrees with what I say. <laughs> I know, like he's so bipolar. This is so schizophrenic. Because <laughs> sometimes we feel like you're posting to make people believe I'm posting, but it's you yes. arguing with yourself, and it's just so genius. I always <laughs> love reading those exchanges. That's where I'm late to the game. I get to read the whole conversation. It's great. That yeah, I'm gonna miss. Dude, Hopefully, continue doing dude, that because that's great. I, I have to say, I'm I'm touched by that that you yeah. actually like because like that's part of my job is uh, with local media is I try to take on the voice of of the um, 
of the personality of the, of the company of the account. <laughs> oh, that's great. You know, you did a great so job. I, I try to cover, I try to cover your account. Sometimes, and sometimes like, yeah, I mean, it's no secret. Sometimes like, that I'm on there. So in a part of the show, so sometimes it's going to be my voice, but yeah, I try to incorporate your voice. <laughs> no, I noticed that too. And then you, you disagree with what you posted. I'm like, what? What the fuck is he, is he arguing with himself? Uh, then I like, oh, it's supposed to be me. I got it. No. That's why sometimes I'll chime in the conversation as putty. It's great. I hope you continue doing that because that's it was a highlight when I'm, my boring days of job. I'm like, oh no, I got my phone blows up. All these Twitter notifications. Uh oh, time to read this. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on that. You just did it last week too, like a couple days ago. It was like, it was great. <laughs> Yeah, those are my favorite Twitter posts. I hate when I agree with myself. <laughs> yeah, good times. But, buddy, wait, what's your what's been your favorite moment with us together, man? Me making fun of you, of course. Mainly yep, recording stuff what you did not know I was recording, and of course, <laughs> one of my favorite moments was your bachelor party and um, how you always wanted to be oh, pro wrestling, and now I am God. pro. You are pro wrestling. I try to look for. I, I think I lost a clip on my phone, unfortunately. If I didn't, I'm going to play it right now. If you don't hear it, that means I lost it. But uh, we had a lot of good times, buddy. A lot of good times. AC was a blast. Never in a million years would I have thought I'll be doing commentary outside of my house. Our good friend, the godfather, Eric Jaden, vouched for us. He gave us an opportunity to do commentary. And uh, we did a fucking damn good job. There's nobody I'd rather do commentary with. I think we work well with each other. Podcast and helps. I, I would. I will have to say on top of that, of course, loved yeah. Eric Jaden yeah. for for giving us that door. But thank you to TJ Marconi for oh, yeah. giving us a platform to do it because he didn't have to listen to Eric. Jayden he just said no, that. yeah, absolutely. But he took a chance. Yeah. So in the whole rebuilding new era, he wanted to vision, and it worked. We got people talking, people enjoyed it. We got a lot of feedback from the wrestlers themselves. The next show, we're like, oh, by the way, we love your commentary. One of my favorite Vicious stories. Vicky yeah. came up to me at uh, at BCW Queen of North Three and told me like me other than her boyfriend of course she loved us uh together doing commentary for her you know so like i, I live in that touches, we're, that we're touches doing, me man we're doing commentary like i'm like all right whatever They're, the wrestlers are gonna listen maybe a couple people listen but then the story told how you met vicious vicky's parents and they love their commentary i'm like wow that's fucking huge it means a lot dude it definitely means a lot to me man i i, I got feedback recently dude about our commentary like it, it's Contrary to what one individual that doesn't like us thinks, like we were actually pretty good. Yeah. And I feel like that we had room to get better. And I feel like we could have gotten better. We, we, before COVID hit, dude, we were hitting our stride. We were doing like, we were starting to branch out to other promotions. Yeah. And then COVID hit and we, we're the ones that stayed put, man. And other, and other people got the rise. Yeah. Uh, doing commentary. Yeah. Good, good for them. I don't hate them for it, man. Oh, I know. I, if they're anything, it. I love them. Yeah, they're killing it. Shout out to great job. Shout out to Bob Williams and our someone I'm a big fan of, Alphonse Stevens, senior official at BWF. So they're killing over there in commentary. So I love watching people succeed, especially those guys. Right, assholes. I don't want hey, to see. listen. Assholes. I don't want to see succeed, but they're <laughs> nice guys. So I'm happy they're. They're really yeah. good people, man. They're they're good at what they do. So nothing but love for them. And then Cheyenne Ortiz, man, crushed at BCW. It gave us the platform to go on his YouTube show, calling uh, what, what was. The Saudi Arabia show, I forgot what it was. Elimination Chamber, excuse me. Yeah. You know, good dude, man. And I hope I, I hope the door does open for us to come back to commentary again. Uh, I'm going to keep plugging away on that. Like that, that is my goal. 2022, at some point this year, we're going to be back doing commentary. That That is my goal. All right, great. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Another appreciation. 
I know this is me going on going on here. It's a little bit of a love fest. No problem. So it's you your last in, show. If, if, the floor's yours. if you tuned out by now, then can't blame you. But this is my time. <laughs> uh, I will say this, buddy. I do appreciate that Shad Wrestling gave me the platform to finally use my master's degree in journalism okay. so I can interview people. <laughs> You're welcome. My pleasure. Six figures I owe in student loans, but hey, at least I get to interview some professional wrestlers. <laughs> It definitely worked. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Your debt is our game. Thank you. <laughs> if my professors could see me now. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, man, good run. Again, listen, I'll be back. Uh, I may even make a special appearance for episode 300. Who knows? Let's see what this baby's sleeping schedule is yeah, like. Right. <sighs> we don't know when your baby's coming, but however, next weekend, we are taking off. I just need a little break. I got stuff to do next weekend. I don't have time to commit to editing and putting the show together. I don't want to half-ass it, especially for episode 300. I know, right? It's a, so it's a big one. We're going to take next weekend off. Going to give us an extra week, not only to find some way to fill Mark Schwann's shoes, but plan a great entertaining episode for episode 300, six years in the making. Who would have fucking thunk, Marcus? Not me. <laughs> me neither. So next weekend, we are off. So hope you guys have a great weekend next weekend. We will be How back. Many episodes have I done? I lost track. Yeah, so have I. But here we go. One last time for now. So, if you want to follow me or find me, what I'm up to, what I'm doing, you go to yourfavoriteactor.com. All my social media links are on there, including Shot of Wrestling. That's right. I have Shot. Of, I have Shot of Wrestling. Our shows, our interviews, they're up there. Our commentary, even that we talked about, is on there as well. Uh, so pay attention for that. And speaking of shot of wrestling, you can follow them on all forms of social media. Shot at shot of wrestling. You can hear me tweeting as Michael J. Putty on there. <laughs> <laughs> and please, guys, rate review us. Uh, I know we went a little long here and go home thoughts of those little love fests here going on. Uh, that's not the norm. But if you want to hear more of us talk about personal lives, you want to hear more about wrestling or nostalgia, whatever, let us know. We want to hear from you guys. We want to honor you guys, the fans. It's a show from wrestling fans to the wrestling fans. I think I fucked that up, right? What is it we'll say? From the fans to the fans. You got it. From the fans to the fans. So we want to hear from you guys. What do you want to hear more of, how we're doing, or just to say what's up? Well said, buddy. Well said. Thank you. Me and Green Man started the show six years ago. For the first hundred episodes, we had a fucking fantastic time. We had fun. We drank bullshit. Just let the juices flow. Green Man left when his baby was born. And then for the... You came around the late hundreds. But for the most part, let's round up. For the next hundred episodes, it was me. Either by myself. Random strange guest hosts. Some I, some I didn't even know until they recorded. Some I did. Then Mark Schwann came along. And then... From 200 to 300, we had Marcus Davenport Schwan giving us some sort of stability, somebody I can rely on, somebody I can count on, somebody who brought the show to a next level, not only social media-wise, but telling me about formatting and keywords on posting this and that. So what what brings the next chapter of A Shot of Wrestling? I'm eager to find out, and I'm dreading to find out all at once. <laughs> It's going to be great, buddy. It's going, going to be miss, great. I'm going to miss the stability of having that person I can rely on and count on week in and week out. But we'll see what happens. I've done it before. I could do it again. You keep saying you're going to come back. I'm hoping you're not lying. But we'll see what happens. The baby could be uh, 
a bundle of joy who sleeps all night and lets you do your thing. So, or it could be a nightmare. Could be. So, <laughs> there's no prediction. So, hopefully, you do come back. If you can't, this is why we're saying this is the nice official send off here. This show will last forever or will go down in flames? Let's see. <laughs> it won't go down in flames. The show was here before you. It was going to continue without you. So, let's not boost your ego too much of the love fest here. It's not the be all and end all. It's not the Mark Schwann show. All right. It's the Michael J. Putty show. So we will see what happens in the next chapter. But this has been a great, great time, buddy. I'm going to miss your mediocre looking face. And, you know, actually, you know, pulling the, most of the time, I'm going, to, I'm going to miss our conversations before and after the show when we're not recording. Right. That was that's, what, you, that's really where the magic happens. That's really where the magic happens. Yeah. A lot of personal shit going on. We can't either can't talk about on air or don't want to talk about on air. Oh, man. It's been a wild ride, buddy. It really has been, dude. I, I did not foresee this uh, happening at all. Lasting this, or lasting <laughs> this long, yeah. Yeah, at first, honestly, like, before like, I came on the show, I thought you didn't like me. Truth be told. I mean, that hasn't changed in the two years, but I tolerate Wow. You. Okay. Okay. Lies. So what you said in the AC. <laughs> I was drunk up my ass in AC. That what you said in my bachelor party. Mm, yeah, I was sober at your bachelor party. That's true. <laughs> People don't forget, putty. <laughs> So, guys, for the last time for now, this has been your favorite actor, Hollywood Mark Schwann, saying good night, good luck, and I'll see you on the other side. You know what? I can't, I can't beat that. For David Adams, Mark Schwann, end the show. Schwann out.